This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. back folks for another episode on the MVM show. I'm Titus here today joined by Ethan Gooch. I don't know if you guys have heard of him or not, but he's on YouTube right now. Gucci TV is his YouTube channel and that's pretty much how I found him. I'll be honest with you, I I found out about the, about you Ethan. I did see you on the Hunting Public um, as one of the guys that were filming for a while. I watched those guys quite a bit and then seeing you on there so the face was easily recognizable once I seen you start putting out waterfowl videos. But today we're we're wanting to talk to him and find out more about him. And we just uh, kind of started talking maybe about a week ago and asked if he wanted to be on the show today. Just interested to see his point of view. I know he hunts some places um, different than we do or have. I mean, we probably hunted several of the same places, but as far as the states and stuff I'm talking about. So just out of curiosity, would like to get to know him more, and I think you guys will enjoy this episode. So without further ado, thank you, Ethan, for coming on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me. I always love sitting down talking to new people that like to hunt but also like to make videos. It's just cool to hear other people's perspective and kind of get their take on what's going on in both arenas. So yeah. thanks for having me. So what have you been up to lately, man? Yeah, so... um Kind of once waterfowl season died down, um, our season goes um, pretty late by the time we uh, hunt snow geese. It's done um, probably late March, um, and then turkey season kind of starts up right after that. So I've uh, been turkey hunting a lot here in Missouri, and then um, I just spent the last 10 days, I guess, I was in Montana and Wyoming, um, a buddy of mine and then all the hunting public crew went up there to hunt some Miriam's turkeys. Um, and that was a great time. So, 
um, was lucky enough to get a Miriam in both um, Montana and Wyoming, and then I filmed um, some for the hunting public guys while I was up there. So, nice. kind of been doing a lot of turkey hunting. Got a week left of that. I'm going to be in Wisconsin for um, the next week, and then kind of just head into the summer and try to crank out videos until waterfowl starts again. Yeah. Now, now, so what do you do? Do you just kind of batch up and then just start putting them out a bunch, or how do you do that? Because I mean, you're, it sounds like you're on the road a ton, so that's got to be kind of tough yeah so like while i was gone i mean that was my plan was to um kind of i try to post twice twice a week if not three times a week but um for sure at least twice a week but while i was up there i was having to edit while i was there so um i just have a little inverter in my car and charge my computer and have my hard drive and just edit as i go so um, that can get pretty pretty late some sometimes but um yeah, ideally, if you can batch them up and then go on a trip and have videos ready, that's the way to do it. But don't yeah. always have that much time to do that. Yeah, that always work out. Be the dream <laughs> if it could, though. But yeah. So, man, you had a um, you've had some interesting things. I don't even know where to start. We'll just kind of let it flow freely. But you've had a lot of interesting um, videos that you filmed. I we had talked beforehand about just kind of sticking to, um, you know, talking about waterfowl. I mean, we could talk about whatever, but. Um, one of the things that really stuck out, and this wasn't the first video I've seen of yours, but that was that championship uh, goose. Was it the snow yeah. goose tournament or whatever? I've never yeah. hadn't even heard of those until you posted that video. Yeah. So what's the deal yeah, with that? that? Like, what's is that something they do every year, or how'd you get part of that? Yeah. So um, it is something they do every year. Um, I don't. I know you guys are from California, so I don't, I mean, it, it doesn't really attract people from either the coast. It's more of a Midwest thing. Actually, it's, it's mostly an Arkansas thing. Um, but I'd always, my favorite, um, waterfowl hunting is snow geese, like okay. hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not exactly sure why I just, I've always loved snow geese hunting. Um, and I'd always wanted to go down, uh, to Arkansas to film a snow goose hunt, just, it's usually pretty good, and um, I'd known some guys that had gone down there. Um, and I'd always heard of this Max Prairie Wing Snow Goose um, World Championships. Max is like a big, um, kind of like a waterfowl-specific um, sporting goods store that's in Stuttgart, Arkansas, which is people call it the duck capital of the world. But um, I'm just a big sporting goods store that puts on this tournament. Um, there's teams of 10, and... Um, you head out, you have one day. So you have from sun, you know, shooting time, um, Saturday morning until, uh, one o'clock, um, to shoot as many snow geese as you can. You have to decoy them. You can't like jump shoot them or, um, mm. anything like that. You got to mm-hmm. decoy them. And, uh, then the team that has the most, um, snow geese at the end wins that you'll get them checked in. Every team has a field judge that has to watch the whole time. Oh, okay. Um, you have to take a lie detector test. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. So like, Holy cow. uh, when you're done, you got to go, uh, into the, uh, max. And then if you won, you've got to take a lie detector test. So wow. there's like a lot of, you know, there's always a lot of buzz about, you know, how did they kill 473 geese or whatever. And I, I mean, I was there obviously and filmed the whole thing. I know the guys really well. Um, and then we had a field judge that sat and watched the whole thing and then they all had to take a lie detector test. So even with um, the field judge, what are they, I mean, are they thinking they're going to pay off the field judge and then, you know, I have no idea. I mean, like, I, I mean, there are people that, um, you know, saying that we cheated and stuff. Um, 
I don't, I, I really don't know how you would ever cheat. You know, right, the field right. judge is sitting there in the blind with you the whole time. And then he, the field judge has to count all the geese, you know, as they come in. And then um, you have to have the same exact number of geese at mats as you had, um, you know, in the field. So I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know how, how a person would cheat or, or right. what, but there's quite a bit of buzz about that. I mean, which mm. honestly just helped, you know, help me out because I was just there filming them. So, right. um, you know, there's quite a bit of buzz, but <laughs> that was, you know, it's just super cool, um, experience. I didn't know. I, I'm not big on making hunting a competition, but you know, yeah. when it's just like, well, yeah, trying to get rid of them. So, yeah. um, it was a ton of fun, uh, and something that I'm probably going to hopefully do again next year. It was just cool because I, I posted on my Instagram story. I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm wanting to go to Arkansas. And some random guy was like, come film our team, you know? And I was just like, it was just kind of a stupid, like, yeah, I guess I'll go, you know, if it sucks, it sucks. And so what enough, you said you did on an Instagram story. Yeah. I just posted on like, I've been doing that a lot lately, which has been pretty cool. Like, huh. I just post on my Instagram story, hey, I, you know, I want to go do this. Does anyone, like, can I link up in somebody and go film them? And then, uh, you know, they'll, somebody will respond. Way. Yeah. And, um, I just go down there. So, you know, it certainly cost a little bit. I had the time and then right. the gas. But um, I don't know. It's interesting because, like, my buddies always kind of make fun of me for doing that. But it seems like if, you you know, you talk for just a little bit with somebody, it's pretty clear you know, to know if they're, they're a good person or, if, you yeah. know, they know what they're talking about. You, mm-hmm. um, even if it's not good hunting, you know, it's fun to go meet new people yeah. and visit area. So I've been having a ton of fun doing that. And it's led to some of these like just weird things happening that I, you know, I wouldn't have ever had if I wouldn't have just like gone out on a limb and, and tried to do something like that. So, yeah, no, that's cool. really interesting. Cause I mean, what's the odds too? the guy that says, yeah, come out with us as a team that just smashes them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like what's the odds no of that? Idea. Yeah. I don't know. That was crazy. Um, and that, like those guys, I actually went down there two weekends cause they were on a guide service down there. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'd never been on a guided waterfowl hunt, but it was super cool to be, you know, able to go and, uh, film, you know, them and their daily operations and, um, you know, just like, like I said, just seeing stuff you wouldn't ever see if you were just, you know, doing stuff by yourself. So yeah, just weird odds. And like now that, like that video is done better than any video I've had, mm-hmm. like four times better than any video I've ever had. And it's just pure luck that, you know, that was well, how it worked out. So I was really thankful that that's the way it did. Yeah. Well, good for you. It, it's, it is weird. I have noticed that snow, certain, not all of them, but certain snow hunts I have seen take off. And I, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's, if it's other countries that are interested in that, you know, like watching those, because I have seen that with some other friends that I have that say, Hey, you know, um, this snow goose video is just skyrocketing. And like, if you look at the analytics, it's from some other country or something. So I don't, I don't know if that's something too or what, but also like you said, the buzz of, it's funny how, because you you do really good. People think you're cheating, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so goofy. And there's a couple of different points on that. Like it, the pretty much everything now on that video, all the viewership is from foreign countries. So oh, I don't is. know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how that, you know, I don't know what, country they're from i'm sure there's a bunch of different ones but um it is interesting to see um and then like on my videos now uh, i get a lot of comments that you know say like uh we're not allowed to hunt in our country but like i love watching hunting and so it's been cool um i've seen like my foreign audience grow quite a bit yeah um from that video 
and then yeah i mean as far as the cheating thing goes i don't um it, it's so weird um and i i've after that all happened i just like i kept thinking to myself i was just like the next time somebody does really well on something and it just seems unbelievable like my first reaction better not be that they're cheating yeah. because like i know how it feels to just yep. like work really hard at something and think you know you've done everything right and then just a mm-hmm. bunch of people accuse you of cheating but yeah you know i think that for myself i've said this before but like the whole youtube thing really has been like an eye opener and a lot of things for me because i never was the kind of guy to go on social media and say anything negative uh if if i didn't have a good something good to say i just won't say it at all that's how i was raised but i would have the thoughts right or i might talk amongst it uh, with my peers or whatever and i thought you know what I'm not going to be so quick to judge anymore because you really have no idea the scenario. They may be cheaters that are things you see on, you know, uh, YouTube or videos or whatever, and all must be nice, that kind of mentality. But in all reality, you don't know the price they paid, you know, like, so you can't say nothing. And it's just like, you know what, just be happy for people and, you know, enjoy it. If you don't want to watch it, you don't like it, just turn it off, you know, it's that simple. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't (laughs) agree more. It's definitely been exaggerated since doing YouTube, just like reading, mm-hmm. you know, some of the mean comments on videos. It's just like, I, I don't know if I've ever, you know, left, actually left a mean comment on somebody's Mm-mm. video. I've just turned the video off and it's just makes you, you know, realize, I guess how the world really is sometimes, but yeah. also makes you aware of things you do yourself. And that's been good. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> as long as you're doing right and doing what's, you know, the, the right thing to do, then there's nothing ever to worry about, no matter what people say. But, you know, Absolutely. words are words, but sometimes they do affect you. You're like, man, you know, oh, okay, yeah. you start second. But sometimes it's for good. Sometimes maybe something I've noticed for myself is like, you know what? I needed to think about that a little bit more. You know, I need to do Absolutely. this. So there, there's, it's, there's negatives and positives out of it, but for sure, <clears throat> I think there's more positives and just depends on the kind of person you are. But, Anyways, um, also that so that was a that was really cool. That was just something off the top of my head. So, what state are you actually from, Ethan? I'm from Northern Missouri. Northern Missouri. Um, I okay. still live here. Um, I go to college where I grew up. So, um, yeah, I've I've been born and raised in, in Northeast Missouri. Um, but obviously, this past waterfowl season, I was lucky to travel around some and get to go do some do some new places. So, mm. but yeah, I mostly waterfowl hunt in Northeast Missouri. Okay, because I'm, I'm just wondering, like, and now obviously, again, we're on a social platform here, but um, I've heard a lot. So my actual, my in-laws live, some of my in-laws live in Oklahoma, and, you know, in the part where you can just touch all the states pretty quick right there in the corner. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I was there looking around. We were We were duck hunting a little bit, and, I mean, it seems like, you know, there's a lot of other states that I feel like people don't really know about. Like to me, Washington State's an incredible place to duck hunt. And I never really would have thought about it until I went Absolutely. there myself, and I'm just like mind blown how good it is. But I have heard, <clears throat> I have heard like uh, Missouri and Oklahoma are, you know, kind of a little bit of hidden gems too. But I mean, it depends, obviously, because now you're more in the Midwest of the state, so you're you are waiting on weather migration stuff like that. I mean, how do you feel about it? Is it kind of temperamental for that, or can it be consistent? Yeah, I mean, I'm um, I'm from, like, almost Iowa. So, okay. like, I'm from really northern Missouri. Um, I don't know if you 
have heard of Habitat Flats or yeah. like Tony Vandemore. Mm-hmm. Um, they they guide uh, about forty miles from my house. Okay. Um, and a lot of the public land we hunt is borders like what they guide. Um, so when Habitat Flats started, they started their um, whole guide service around um, a public land area in um northeast missouri so that's the place we hunt the most a lot of like those flooded corn hunts that Mm -hmm. we had on public land Mm -hmm. that's right next to where habitat flats is so uh i really i personally think um and i don't have a problem saying this i personally think like northern missouri is really underrated as far as the duck hunting goes um i think that it's still the weather still gets harsh enough here that it's still pretty consistent Um, if you get much further South, um, you know, kind of in Southern Missouri, um, even especially in Arkansas, a lot of the guys would tell you that, um, the winters just don't get harsh enough anymore to Mm. to get the amount of birds that they have. But it's pretty consistent here. Um, there's a lot of times that we hold a lot of ducks. There's certainly years that we don't, but, um, yeah, I think certainly, um, this kind of little area that we're in is a hidden gem for it. And there's a lot of people that waterfowl hunt around here, but there's not many people that come from out of state to waterfowl hunt. You really? Know? I wonder so, why that is. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like the proximity to Kansas. I think Kansas has quite a bit of buzz oh, yeah. Yeah. about it lately. Um, I'm not exactly sure why that is. Um, there's not a ton of public land around here, but the public land there is is really good. So I would expect, you know, there there be would be some people that would want to travel here. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's good and bad that there are aren't people that travel right. to hunt here. So yeah, and I, that's what I was was gonna ask you is like. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The public land pressure there, I mean, is it, it's just, so it's really not that bad. I mean, you kind of said it already, but I mean, when you go out, see, because our ideas of pressure might be different. And I learned that from hunting with like uh, freelance duck hunting and yeah. all these guys, Outdoor Limits and all them, you know, is is their idea of pressure, heavy pressure is way different than mine. And it, right. and it, and I totally get that, and it's understandable. So I can't look at them and say, you guys have no clue what it's – because, I mean, you know, let's say 20 years ago, they're out there hunting, and they never even see a person. And now today, you know, they're seeing three, four, five people kind of set up in spots. So I can get the frustration, trust me, because <laughs> I hunt on these California public refuges, and, I mean, like, you got – you're surrounded northeast, south, and west with guys like right. 100 yards from you. So, But, I mean, you can make it happen. Is it always enjoyable? Not really, but – so I'm curious in your like if you can describe what the pressure is like there, even though you know it may yeah. be you know. 
I don't think, um, I mean, I think compared to, like, especially compared after going to Arkansas um, and seeing kind of what that game was like on public land um, and then just hearing stories from other people in other states, I don't think really it's that pressured. Um, and that's kind of a construct of the way the public land is set up here. Um, there are some places you can walk in, but very few places that people like to hunt or walk in. Mm-hmm. So um, the Department of Conservation kind of prevents um, there being a lot of pressure. Um, all the areas that I hunt, you have to draw every morning. So mm. there's a limited amount of people um, that get to go no matter what. Um, now, certainly, like, when you're out there, there are a lot of people out there, but it's the same amount of pressure every day. I mean, there's some days that nobody shows up. All but, through the middle of the week, huh? Yeah. I mean, okay. you know, it, like, the, the one area I hunt, there's 40 blinds. I don't know how many acres it is. There's 40 spots to hunt approximately, and 90% of the time, all 40 blinds are filled. Now, there may be, there's a lot of days that you show up, there's 100 people that are drawing for it, so you have less than a 50% chance. And then yeah. some days during the week when the weather's not very good, you're for sure going to get a spot, but it might not be the spot you want. So mm-hmm. um, I really like that. Um, there's some people that don't like that because obviously there's some days you don't get a hunt mm-hmm. um, because you don't draw on. But um, yeah, the pre- pressure is pretty much the same um, no matter what. There are certainly some walk-in areas, but um that's not a majority of areas. The majority mm-hmm. of areas, I'd say, for waterfowl are, are mostly draw-in areas um, or reservation areas. Mm-hmm. So, so that when you talk about it, it kind of sounds a little similar to ours. Just it's ours is way harder to get drawn. So your draws are like the morning of of the hunt. Yeah, it depends. Twenty five percent of the spots are allocated for before season reservations. So okay. you'd have to draw before season, and then. Um, Another 20, uh, it's either another 25% or another 50%. I think it's another 25% are daily, um, hold on, let me think about that. 25% before season, and then there's a 25% that's weekly. So every single week you put in and you'll get drawn for the following week. And then 50% is what they call poor line, where if you show up, 50% of the spots are going to be given to people that just show up and put their name in the hat. So um, there's like three different... um, So you can put in in advance then? You can put in a week in advance, That's as far in advance as you can put in? Yeah, and then there's 25% that would be before season. So you'll know, like, come October, um, with our season in November, you'll know, like, a month before season that you have these dates mm. and um, you can pick the dates you want to put in for, or do you just put in for the whole season in general when you do it? Uh, there's three different categories. You can do uh, specific dates, which you have like a really small chance of getting. Um, you can do weekdays or you can do weekends or you can do every day. Hmm. Um, so me and my buddies just do any day because you're going to have much better chance of getting drawn. But obviously we go to school and we can skip school if we need to, but (laughs) yeah, uh, that's not everybody. So yeah, right. No, that makes sense. Cause I mean, that's what we do. We basically put in, we pick our days for the whole, before season starts, we put in for the whole season from literally October all the way to January. And then we, you know, we pick those days. And, but it's not every day because all of our refuges is not – they're only usually two to three days a week. 
you can't hunt them every day. It, depending oh, wow. on what type of class it is, like there's different types of classes. Um, those are 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 types. Um, it'd be a type. Now my mind just went blank, but type A, type A is you know, you they're more maintained. The government's putting more money into them. It's more run. You know what I mean, like that. Right. And then after that, it degrades. And like, okay, now you got type B. It's not maintained. There's not human people out there running the check stations. Kind of like that. So those you can go, you know, more a lot of times, and uh, which it, anyways. So I was just curious. Yeah, I was curious how that ran. That that makes sense though. So a month in advance or whatever, you can put in for all as much as you want. Then you can also do the weekly before weekly, and then you can do the morning of, which is you called that. What'd you call that again? We called that poor line. Poor drawing. line. That's I think that's our uh, the word we use for ours is sweat line. So yeah, both of them. I got you. Both of them sound rough because <laughs> they yeah. are. You never know. But that's cool though. I, I I like that system. It sounds honestly, it sounds similar. Maybe just a little bit more of a chance with you guys. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Have you done much hunting in Oklahoma? I haven't. Um, I was down there and deer hunted uh, for a week with the hunting public, mm. and we were going to go duck hunting. It was like the opening day, um, but then I had to end up coming home. But they did go, and they had um, some success. Right, It sounds like kind of right where your relatives are, right in the north uh, east corner of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it seemed like it was going to be pretty good. They ended up killing, I don't know, 12 or 15. Um, so they had a pretty good hunt, but I, I've not personally ever, uh, death hunted in Oklahoma. Hmm. So what was your, I'm kind of throwing you on the spot here. What was your favorite duck hunt? I'll just say specifically duck hunt of this, this last season. Hmm. I really like, um, I think it's titled like our best public land hunt ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in flooded corn, uh, and it was like foggy. And it was just really good. We drew like the best spot on the area um, that day. And it was just insane. Those areas, if you're in like the top five, um, which you might get once a season, might get once. Yeah, you might get it once a season. I'd say more like once every two or three years. Like it'll be, I would say, like the most insane hunt ever. um, And that we were just lucky enough to draw that. And it was crazy. I think we shot... um, our full limit of mallards and then he killed all of our bonus ducks and shot four geese, four Canada geese. One was banded and then like six specks. So it was just like amazing hunt that's for ep- being on public land. Yeah, that's epic. I mean, so, I seen that video, I believe. <clears throat> so would you rather duck or goose hunt? I would rather goose hunt. Really? That's okay. I want to, okay. It's not because I'm not that way, but I want to know, I want to get into the mind <laughs> of somebody what is it that you and I? I can get it. Like everybody has a different taste, but what is it for you that does it more than a duck hunt for goose hunting? Yeah, um, I would say it's just like with with geese around here. At least um, I'm talking specifically Canadian geese. We don't um, we don't have many mm-hmm. specks around, but mm-hmm. um, it's really predictable. So like we can go out, we can scout. We know, you know, there's X amount of birds that are showing up at this time and then put a game plan together. And like the next day, usually it's like, it's pretty smooth. It happens. It's good. Um, and I really like the communication part. Like I like calling. Mm. Um, they're a lot easier for me to film. That's yeah. probably my favorite part about it. Um, you know, when they're coming, you know, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot smoother of a process. Yeah. 
Totally. Um, now that I like snow geese probably the best, but um, as far as hunting and filming that, that's a whole that's a nightmare. Um, I like that because it's just extremely challenging. At least here, it seems like it's extremely challenging. But ducks, I don't know. I um, we don't have a whole lot of opportunities to like scout ducks and go, um, you know, and like go into a place that we've never been before and duck hunt. Um, you know, we hunt tend to hunt the same three public land spots and then we might get lucky and find a couple duck hunts that are on private ground a year, but there's, it's not, doesn't seem like it's as involved. You kind of just show up to the draw, get your spot, and then you go out there and throw two dozen duck decoys and, you know, try to make it happen. So mm-hmm. that's probably why I don't like it as much. Um, I did get to go on a duck hunt in Arkansas where it was kind of more scouting related. Um, we got to walk in a long ways. That was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with that, but, I like the scouting aspect and just yeah. like getting a plan together and going in the next day and, and trying to make it all work. Yeah. Now, when you were in Arkansas and did that duck hunt, was that a timber hunt? Uh, it wasn't really, it was like flooded rice. There was obviously some timber around, but okay. um, no, it was just flooded rice. Um, yeah. But still something, you know, completely new and something I enjoyed. I, I went out to Kansas, um, uh, which were you guys, did you go like with outdoor limits? Um, and all those guys yeah, this year. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was talking to duck gun chronicles, um, uh, kind of when you guys were out there. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was there like a couple weeks after the first time they went, I'm not exactly sure, but, um, we got on a, a pond, uh, that we had scouted the day before for ducks. And that was a ton of fun. I had never shot ducks off a pond. Um, which is dumb, like a lot of people have, but, mm-hmm. um, I had a ton of fun doing that, but yeah, I hadn't done that myself either until Kansas. Uh, I think that was two years ago that we hunted out of a pond the first time I was there. And that was pretty cool. I mean, cause I mean, they're, you know, it's a pond, so they're coming into a specific spot. Right. So there is no, like, you know, when you're out there in public land, there's water everywhere. It's just like, ah, they're landing somewhere 200 yards away. This is just like, they're right there. So it definitely makes it a lot easier, you know. Absolutely. But, yeah, that's pretty fun. I I've uh I didn't realize till I was talking to these uh Chase and Green guys that you know, oh yeah, rice, you know. I mean, I knew Arkansas had rice, but I always just think timber. Every time you talk yeah. about Arkansas timber, timber, timber and then they're like, Absolutely. "Oh, we majority, you know, we the majority of the time we're hunting the the rice and this and yeah. they, there's another term they have too. I can't remember what it's called, but it's not timber, but it's like short like bush bushy kind of stuff and they hunt out of that too and i was like what you know so that i'm not even surprised now that you say that about it was more rice country yeah and i can't remember the method though there's a method on what the weather's doing where they hunt either the rice or the timber but yeah i don't know much about like going down there i was just down there for um a couple days when i was down there filming those guys and i got to go on a on a duck hunt but you guys do any good uh, we killed a few. It was kind of tough. Um, there were so many pintails and stuff, which is, it seems like in California, there's a lot of pintails. Oh, man. Yeah. Like that. Mm. Um, that's what they've been complaining about the most is like, they get a lot of bonus ducks and, um, that's what we call anything that's not mallards. Right. I don't know if that you guys call it. Um, but, uh, a lot of those you can only shoot like a pintail. Our limit's only one. Um, you know, like there's, uh, wood ducks we can shoot three so like um they were only able to to shoot a a few of their ducks because the mallards weren't there 
Yeah. Um, but I'm assuming you like duck hunting more? Or? Yeah, I do. I mean, the goose hunting's fun, but I'm kind of wondering now after hearing you describe the why you like the goose. is, And I think it's because of opportunity, which I know the filming was one aspect, so that's kind of different. But it's just... We, there's so much, okay, so there's a lot of public land here. I'm not saying there's not. There's a lot of public land in California. Uh, Fishing Game has a lot of refuges. We have a lot of waterways, a lot of places we can go. But the opportunity for geese um, where I'm at, and I'll, and I'll just say with my knowledge, okay, I'm not saying there's guys could be listening to this thinking you're an idiot, you know, that are from California. Like there's a ton of good goose hunting spots. But right. a lot of the ground where we do see geese on um, and there is a plenty of, there is plenty of honkers here, but they're always on the private ground usually. And, um, okay. it's really hard to get permission. So I, I don't know, you. as far as duck hunting, I just, I mean, Mallard's my favorite duck to hunt. It's just, I feel like they're a little, little bit, I mean, all ducks are smart, but I feel like they're a little bit smarter and I just, I like the way they work. I like that they do whoop me sometimes <laughs> a lot right. of times majority of the time to be honest so it's just the chase of them and the challenge of them i think you know that makes it a lot easier and how hidden you have to be it's just it's you know how it is it's when they're locked up and they're just coming in and you realize that second where i fooled them you know right. and, and you get your shot off and you just smoke them it's just like it's such a satisfying feeling you know plus i mean for the most part most of them are good to eat but i will say my favorite duck to eat is pintail by far they're just I agree. Never, never a time have I had a, a, a pintail that was not good, you know. Um, yeah, I agree. I love pintails. But, I, you know, I know how it is. You know, mallards, they can be goofy. They'll eat whatever they got to eat to survive, and sometimes that uh-huh. ain't the greatest thing, and that brings some nasty taste right. in. Because here, I mean, there's so many variety. Like, they could be eating grasses and uh, bugs and stuff like that, or duckweed, whatever, you know, and they'll they'll taste fine they'll taste good and then the ones on the rice they're good too but then you just get those ones that they get mixed in with the with the crustaceans and the the stuff that's in the ocean taste just don't you know kind of fishy so there's a lot of variety here i feel like in california that can really change the taste of mallards but yeah it's really interesting pintail though you just man if they got a good layer of fat on them my goodness oh yeah so good Throw them on the open flame, you know, on the grill and just cook them up. So good. But (laughs) I know I haven't ate yet either. That's probably why I'm getting a little too detailed about it. So what's your, what's your game plan this year, Ethan? Like, I mean, obviously filming and hunting, but do you got anything special you got planned that you can tell us about this season? coming the waterfowl season. So let's see. Um, This summer, um, I've got a couple trips planned to go uh, down south in Arkansas. Uh, yeah, down to Arkansas to to hog hunt. So oh, um, nice. excited about that. Um, something I've not ever done before. Um, I think it'll be a little different. But as far as waterfowl season goes, um, I'm planning on going to Kansas again. Um, I'm gonna actually. I'm really excited about this. Probably the the biggest thing I'm excited about. I'm gonna go down to Arkansas for pretty much my entire. Um, christmas break so three weeks probably in december and january and i'm going to try to make a a daily video of that guide service and their um just like their everyday um work i know that's not everybody's cup of tea 
Um, certainly not something that I want to do, um, only make videos about that, but I always wanted to see, I know Bobby guy does some of it, but I've always really wanted somebody to document like just a week long of guiding just to kind of see yeah. what it's like. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that. There's a lot of speckle bellies there, which we don't get to hunt much. Um, and they do speckle belly hunts and duck hunts. So I'm hoping I can kind of switch it up, um, and go with different groups, but that's probably what I'm most excited about. Um, just being able to go down there to something I've never seen before and document something that not a lot of people have seen documented. So, right. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a great idea. Excited about that. Um, oh, I'm planning on going to North Dakota for um, a week, like, you know, like August 15th to the 22nd, the early goose season. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm really excited about that too. Um, oh, that those are fun. kind of three big trips, um, North Dakota for geese and then Kansas um, probably a couple times to Kansas, and then I'm going to go to Arkansas for a while. That's awesome. Um, but besides that, I don't have really any plans. I kind of tend to fly by the seat of my pants. Yeah. Um, somebody will text me or post post something on Instagram, like I said, and get an invite and decide I'm going to go, you know, somewhere for mm -hmm. a weekend or something. So. So do you are you, is your school back to in classes or are you guys still online? It's still, it's in person now in person. Um, and it will be next fall. Um, lucky, luckily I've kind of structured it to where two days I only have one class. So I can kind of, um, that means I've really got like the weekend plus two days that I can, uh, hunt and film and stuff. Oh, perfect. So, yeah. Um, that'll be nice. I got a year left of that. I'm not sure exactly what my plans are after that. I, <laughs> I'm really hoping I can do YouTube full time, but you know how that is. Yeah, you um, never know. That's extremely hard, and I don't know. I don't really know what size you need to be to be full time. That's kind of um, right. different for everybody, and just depends on what's going on. But that's my goal. Hopefully, by the time I graduate here in a year, um, I'll be able to do it full time, or at least, you know, it be a good part time job that I could um, continue doing. So. Yeah. What are you going yeah. to school for? Um, I'm going to school for agriculture sciences and then I'm getting my, my minor, um, in business management. And then I'm hoping if I'm not going to, if I'm not doing YouTube full time, I'll probably get my, um, master's in business administration. Oh, okay. So I'm not nice. exactly sure what I want to do. Something probably in the agricultural field, but, um, yeah, that's yeah. basically my, my plans. Well, that's awesome. Well, yeah, I, I, um. I was, as far as the planning and stuff, I mean, I know how that, that is and planning, but at least you have four days a week to get out there and do stuff. Cause I mean, it'd be really rough to do it on the weekend only. It's, I hate, uh -huh. I hate being locked down because for several years I was just locked to those and it's just like, it's just, you don't even so get to hard. taste waterfowl season, you know, no. there's no way. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of why I'm nervous. It's just like, but I know like, I, I'm so lucky with the amount of free time I have mm. right now. Um, just with going to school and then, um, just being in the position I am as far as, as school goes. And when I started it and I, I see a lot of guys doing it that still like have a full-time job and I'm just like, I have so much respect to those guys. Cause you know, it's just like, yeah. I mean, certainly they're getting to hunt and they're getting to film it, but like, there's no free time. Like you've got no. two, two days a week to make, you know, something happen. Um, whereas I can, you know, I can go out several times a week and kind of be choosy with what I end up, um, you know, posting. And, um, if one hunt doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world. So 
yeah, I'm really thankful that I've got that much time and know that that's not going to be the case forever. So Yeah. Now, getting around, like you talked about traveling all over and, and jumping on stuff, are you are you driving most of the time or are you jumping on an airplane? Like, how is that working for you? I've always driven. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never flown anywhere. I When COVID was in full effect and they started having the flights again, I was really thinking about flying because it's just like it was probably cheaper. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I've only been um, – driving everywhere which gets expensive at times but um i love it i love going to new places and seeing oh, this yeah. stuff so what what's what's the gas like there right now where you're at what the price what is the price <laughs> sure it's nothing like california i drive a diesel uh well i drive, I have a car that i mostly drive but it's like 285 probably oh okay we're we're i'm at 379 389 right here where we're at so for diesel, yeah, uh, gas is like well in the mid fours right now here in California. So gases, yeah, gas. <laughs> I'm that's why, right? Because I know it fluctuates, right? Like I remember right before I bought my diesel, diesel was always cheaper than gas in that you know five year window. As soon as I bought my diesel, diesel ended up being more than gas for a long time, and then just now, like you know, I don't know, four or five months ago, diesel finally is taking the winning bid right now it's like oh man that's so weird i mean i know i knew that that was the case but like man i i can remember maybe two times which i'm not obviously not that old but i can maybe remember two times that diesel was less expensive than gas mm-hmm. yeah same diesel here i mean I'm, I'm only 37 but yeah i i remember like two or three times that and yeah right now it's it's stupid it's insane and people if there's anyone on here listening from california there's probably places i'm sure it's close to five and they're probably saying hey we're almost at five bucks i mean i've seen it multiple times living here you know hikes can happen you get i've seen 479 489 before it's ridiculous but luckily i have a job now that i'm 10 minutes from my house because i for the last 15 years i've always commuted out of town to work so I'm pretty happy now. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like, you know, whatever you guys do, I'm still not going to have to pay that much. It's like, but I feel for the people, man, they're commuting. It's just like, goodness, because I know their wages aren't going up, you know, but they're paying double on fuel what they normally would. So I feel sorry for those guys. But, uh, well, let's, let's in here. I'm going to let you go. What can we end maybe with one of your uh, most crazy stories, duck hunting? We try to end with this a lot. Okay, well, I, if I can make it not about duck hunting, uh, yeah, I can make ahead. it about hunting because this just happened to me. So um, we're in Montana. We're in Wyoming. It was our first day in Wyoming. Um, we were uh, turkey hunting. Obviously, we'd spotted some some turkeys off the side of the road. And it was getting about the time that they're going to fly up to roost. You can hunt all day in Wyoming. Um, so me, Jake from the Hunting Public, and Bryce, who helps me film for some of my videos. We hopped out of the truck, and we ran, like, all the way around these turkeys. So we probably ran, like, 800 yards. And we can hear this tom goblin, and we can hear, you know, a bunch of hens. He had, like, nine hens with him, so we can hear a bunch of hens. So we just we pretty much just keep running at them and keep calling, get them to gobble. So we're just closing, closing the distance really fast on this gobbler. We end up getting, like, really close. I'd say probably 50 yards from a hen. We can hear a hen calling. We sit down and get the cameras rolling, 
everything's going fine. We can hear the, the Tom shutting and he's spitting and drumming. He's really close. Next thing you know, a couple hens fly up into the tree, like literally 20 yards from us. So we're like, oh God, like I hope he doesn't fly up into the tree. Obviously we weren't going to shoot him out of the roost. So it was like kind of just a high stress situation. Next thing I know, like we've been sitting down for maybe two minutes. Next thing I know, he gobbles like really, really close, probably 50 yards. And I can't see him. He's just right over the ridge from me. And he comes up on top of the little ridge, like probably, I think he was 29 steps from us. And I tell Jake, I'm like, he's right here. So I, I pull my gun up and I'm just about to shoot. Jake zooms in on him. The next thing I, I take my safety off. And the next thing I know, bang, uh, some guy was sitting like 30 yards from us and shot the turkey. No. That way. We were no. Uh, yeah. And, and you guys never knew each other were there. Never knew we were there. The other guy didn't uh, know you guys were there either? The guy had no idea. Like, we oh ran. Goodness. Ran right up to him. Um, and he didn't end up killing it. He ended up missing. But oh, not kidding. Like, uh, we couldn't have been set up more than more than 30 yards apart. Oh, my goodness. Um, and there were so many hens. Like, the Tom had so many hens that, it, you know, it was just like cacophony of hens uh, um so he was calling but it just sounded like it was a hen yeah and he's like yeah i just assumed you know you guys were a real hen too <laughs> just like scary oh you know? that like, is scary I, I mean i mean it scared me like crazy um because i thought my gun had gone off you know like i was like did i accidentally shoot like i had no idea what I, had happened i bet you jake and, and them were blown away too yeah he said that that's happened three times oh wow um that he's seen just crazy like just scary that yeah. you can get that close and not know and obviously we hadn't seen anybody in wyoming um while we were there hunting and i don't know that just made me think twice about like running in on stuff and not you know not being that aware of my surroundings yeah but no kidding pretty crazy yeah because i mean <clears throat> you know what if he would have been sitting at the wrong angle and you would have yeah. shot and he you know that is that's that could that's scary and yeah, you know it's sitting like uh like at 45 degree angles from each other like okay we would have been um you know i don't even know how to describe it but we would have just been you know 40 yards around the circle yep could have very easily been possible we would have been shooting right at each other it's just like geez that is that's scary yeah and you know what's weird i never knew till like maybe three years ago i started turkey hunting more and i really went a lot this year especially by myself but um, I never realized how many stories and things I've heard um, that because people talk about shooting other people like, you know, getting actually shot. And I'm like, what? How could you know? But the more I hear about turkey and the more I talk yeah. to people at turkey, hunt, I'm like, man, that is something definitely that happens. Like it certainly is. Yeah. I think you're just moving towards the same target and. I, I think I think it's that like you just you never know where someone could be. And, um, you know, you assume if you're hearing that something gobble that anything that's moving is probably a turkey. And that's not always the case, obviously. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. hey, man, tell tell everybody where they can find you on all platforms. Yeah. So my Instagram name is Ethan Gooch Ethan. I don't know why that's my name, but that's what it is. <laughs> um, you can find me on YouTube at Gucci TV. Um, I'd really appreciate you guys check me out. Um from what I've seen of you guys, we post pretty similar content, honestly. Yeah. Um, I've really enjoyed watching your videos. 
Um, and yeah, pretty similar, pretty similar style and pretty similar, um, video topics. So, um, that's where you can check me out. Um, I really appreciate you having me on the show. It was nice talking to you. Maybe, uh, we can get together and hunt sometime. That'd be great. Ethan. I'd really like to do that. Yeah, guys, check them out. And thanks for taking the time, man. I know you're <clears throat> constantly on the road busy, so I appreciate you taking a little time to come on here and chat with me for a little while. And I'm sure we'll have you back on again. And, uh, hopefully, like you said, maybe even on the YouTube channel and see each other and hunt together. Yeah, so, that would be great. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, good luck, man, on all your uh, the ventures you got coming up and that you're in the middle of right now. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. You do the same. All right, guys. Thanks for listening on this episode, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>